Welcome to Wrestling with the Angels, a podcast that hopes to encourage you as we limp along this life together. My name is Zach, and I'm here with my good friends and co-hosts, Angie and Clint. And we're all together today, which Ooh, is nice. We made it. Yeah, the last two recordings, we hadn't been all in the same room or um, recording together. So I'm I'm pumped to have everybody else back in the room. The three amigas back again. Yeah, but I can't talk about this too much because Clint hates all of my intros. That's not and true. No, he said he hated me, <laughs> and he hates... Uh, anytime I talk about anything other than what we're talking about today, or at least that's how I heard it. I heard that you hated me. I don't, I think the way you heard it is not the way it happened. Mm, I don't know about that. I I have expressed concern that our, that our intros segments. I mean, we're at 54 seconds right now. Yeah, I'm I'm sweating. (laughs) So really it started with the four minute intro about my bookshelf several episodes back. I vow to never talk about your bookshelf or you ever again. Or I did not make that four vow minutes. at all. I feel like those are legit <laughs> things to talk about at Thank the beginning you. of an episode. Thank you, Angie. It's interesting, Clint. The world no, no, wants no, no. to know about your bookshelf. It's not interesting. It was just irrelevant. Kind of like this conversation Well, what we're the, talking about today. I mean, the podcast as a whole is you could make an <laughs> argument that it's irrelevant. <laughs> anyway, so... 90 seconds is enough. We're good. Okay. So that's the limit then. Yeah. I can't go any further, and I can't prolong it like I'm doing right now. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll hate me. That's that's the message I received. So, uh, so today we're talking about unfulfilled expectations or hopes or dreams. We're, it's kind of a working title. We don't really know what we're going to call it yet. But that's the general concept of what we're discussing today. So just to kind of start the ball rolling, um, are you guys where you thought you'd be today? Just in general, in life. Like from what I imagined when I was young, I, I didn't really have a ton of direction. So I would say I'm further and like way in a different area than I thought I'd ever. Like, I don't think I would have dared to imagine uh-huh. that I would be serving in a church as a pastor. Like holiness would have never been something I put in the uh, 10-year plan. Right, right. So 2016 happens. The flood happens. Mm-hmm. Um, what, where did you see yourself in, like, what were your plans, your goals, your aspirations then? And are, you know, are, do they match what mm. you thought they'd be? Uh, so, no, I would say they far surpassed what I imagined. So, wow, okay. uh, you know, in 2016, when we started the vision of planting a new community, uh, and me kind of stepping into the pastoral role I think the only thing I dared to to imagine is that I was just going to say yes to whatever God presented and that I would willingly and obediently walk forward into that. Um, and, and I don't think I knew, I knew that it was possible to plant what we were trying to plant, you know, like uh, in my head, I knew it was possible. I mm-hmm. don't think I really understood the fullness of that in my heart. So now that we've, you know, we've celebrated our second birthday, like knowing the fullness of that and everything that it's gone through, through a pandemic and, you know, all of those things and like the relationships that have been built, I couldn't have dared to imagine something more beautiful. I mean, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So it's far surpassed my expectations while some expectations have had to die along the way. Okay. Well, that's what we should talk about on this episode. Yeah. 
<laughs> Not how great your life is. We want to be sad no. this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Zach always wants to be sad. Absolutely. Um, no, I think I think sometimes you have to let certain expectations die. Yes. Um, to make a way for what God's trying to do. Mm. Having certain expectations die. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I said early on, you know, I had projected we would be at this number on Sundays. I would, okay. You know, like see, that's w- the kind of stuff I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, when you when you plant something, a community like that, they they tell you to project like what, how many people you'll have, and mm-hmm. like if you plant with this many, this is how many you think you'll have at this point. When will you add a second service? Like they they have all these metrics for it. So early on, I had all these expectations because that's what I've been trained to, right, to set. Right. And then along the way, I realized those were garbage metrics. Mm. Um, and I mean, even just take metrics that we measured during the pandemic when people wanted you to measure online viewing of your yes. worship services. Yeah. And they wanted you to count like how many three second views. Like, so people were like quoting, we had more people in church. And I don't mean like in my church, I mean, churches all over, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm on all kinds of groups and they're like, we had this many people. And they're like, you know, that would be like counting somebody that walked into my church, looked over, (laughs) looked around and then left. And then immediately left. You can't count that. Right. Um, So yeah, like I think you have to start adjusting expectations when you start realizing like, where actual fruit is. Yeah, that's good stuff. So there there are some unfulfilled, even some unfulfilled expectations amongst having a lot of fulfillment and joy. Yes. That's good yes. stuff. What about you, Clint? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I don't think, first of all, my memory is terrible. Um, Mine too. And so I think back, when I, when I think back on my life, I say, okay, where am I, where I thought I would be five years ago? Uh, sure. You know, um, in the sense, like professionally, I'm doing well. Um, as a, we have a fam, I have a family. I'm married. Um, so the, all of those things were expectations mm-hmm. that I have uh, seen fulfilled. Um, like you know. to give you a for instance, there are. I do find fulfillment in my job. I'm a supervisor at the crime lab, um, but my job is not something where my gifts and talents are really um, used a lot. Mm -hmm. So there has been a lot of unfulfilled expectations in that regard to where my, my strengths as a person, the strengths that God has given me, I don't think can really be utilized in this environment um, in the way that I want them to. And so there's a lot of friction there for me really on a daily basis Mm-hmm. Of if I have expectations of, of, um, of this job meeting and being able to incorporate where my strengths are, I'm going to have a lot of just disappointing days because that's really not my my strengths don't flourish in that sort of environment. If that makes sense, it's a very data heavy, um, science driven environment, obviously. Um, and my strengths are more people oriented, um, more, uh, conversations like this where I want to, um, kind of dive into things that matter spiritually, emotionally. Um, and so there could be a lot of disappointment from my perspective if I held my job to this level of wanting to be completely fulfilled by it. Yeah. Ultimately, I think of the fact that I'm 35 years old. And so any of my 
unfulfilled expectations that I've experienced in my life, I just chalk up to being young and dumb. <laughs> and I mean that like everybody thinks, oh, right out of college, I'm going to get a really great job. And then, you know, I'm, I'm going to make a lot of money and I'm going to then I'm going to meet someone or if I, if I haven't met him already, I'm going to get married. I'm going to live in this really idyllic house with a with a yard and all these other things. And there's going to be kids running around and they're all going to be in great schools. And so I get like and I don't know that I ever had that all really planned out in my head. Mm hmm. And so anything that I guess I wanted to happen and saw unfulfilled, I don't even view them that way. Mm -hmm. I just feel like that's just the way things happen. And and all I can really do is look at where I am now. And to me, the question isn't so much is are you where you thought you'd be, but it's are you where you want to be? Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, are you content, which we've talked about before? Are you happy? Mm -hmm. Are you where you want to be though? Like, aren't you just setting an expectation for the now yeah. that can be unfulfilled in the future? Absolutely. Sure. Like, I mean, like if my life over the next 10 years gets terrible, like, you know, just imagine the worst possible things that could happen to somebody. If those things happen, then yeah, 10 years from now, I can look back and say, man, the last 10 years, I've really experienced a lot of unfulfilled expectations but i'll also be 45 and i would have lived another 25 percent of my life yeah um wow, that was quick math yeah well he's and, thought a lot about this <laughs> <laughs> i don't have any of a but 25 percent of my life goes mean, by and i could be and i don't shambles. mean to sound like <laughs> i don't mean to sound like super like spiritual or like you know that i just got it all figured out i have this yeah. healthy view of of all of these things, and it may not even be coming across that way, but I'm this. I'm processing. I was going to say what you're saying is a very healthy approach to yeah being because content with I where have you been. Are. I'm 35. I've been a Christian for the better part of 10 years now, and I from the very beginning of my Christian walk, I had this this i this position and this, this decision in my own faith that whatever happened to me was meant for my good and the glory of God. And I still believe that, you know, even if there's that's more nuanced now or something like that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's allowed me to sort of take things that have happened to me for the good or for the disappointment mm -hmm. that I wish they would have gone another way with a grain of salt. Right. And see like, OK, well, I'm not heading into this next season, even though it's unfulfilled expectation. I'm not heading into this next season unprepared. Because I serve a God who's already been there, so He knows what's where, where I'm going, and He's, and I have to believe He's prepared me to enter into this. And so, uh, you know, the big thing happening in my family right now is we're preparing for the arrival of our third child. Mm -hmm. And my wife and I sit down all the time, and we think, "Are we ready for this little girl mm -hmm. to get here?" And you know, I say, "No," mm -mm. but we will be. Yeah. Whenever yeah. she gets here, whether that be on her due date. Tomorrow or, you know, two weeks late, whenever she gets here, that's when we're ready. That's when we'll be ready. Yeah. We got a lot of stuff we got to do until then. And it doesn't negate. We don't just not do those things and just hope they all fall together. That's not, it's not fatalism. It's, we're going to work every day to, to prepare for that day. And if it comes in our minds, what is early, then we'll have done what we have done and we'll, we'll figure it out. That's what I tell young couples or unexpected pregnancies, you know, when people ask the question, 
I, I'm not ready for this. I'm like, you'll ne- you'll never be ready yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you'll never be you'll, as ready as you want to be. Yeah. But you're as ready as you need to be. Yeah, exactly. Like, like because I mean, you're here. You're not gonna be ready for your first one. You're not gonna be ready for how the second one changes things. You're not gonna be ready to have third one. You know, yeah. and so on and so on. It's gonna change things, and you can't anticipate every way it's going to change things. Yeah. And so, like, there are things, there are ideas. Like, I don't, I don't anticipate losing my job. But if something happens, and tomorrow, you know, my company sells, and the people that buy us shut us down, and I don't have a job tomorrow, it'll suck. Like I will be disappointed and I will be hurt and I'll be scrambling trying to figure out how we're going to make ends meet for until the time I can find another job. But I'm not going to, I'm not, that won't break me. It won't cause me any sort of, uh, at least I don't, I wouldn't think it would cause me any sort of like long-term mental anguish. Unless it went on long term. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, I think when dealing with uh, unfulfilled expectations, there's really sort of two types in, that come to my mind. You have the realistic expectations that things should go about a certain way. And then there are those unrealistic unrealistic expectations, kind of what you touched on mm-hmm. with the well, – what Clint touched on with the um, – as you're younger and you kind of project how your life's going to be, there can be some (laughs) untethered to reality expectations. Um, But I kind of want to go back to what Angie was talking about with um, people outside of her church community offering metrics on how, where her church should be and goals that you even had. Cause I mean, we have goals for this podcast, you know Um, we have, uh, you know, I have certain things that I want to accomplish in my life um, that I feel that are, you know, realistic expectations. So when when you had to give up those, um, when you had to give up those expectations, did you go through any sort of time where you were bummed about it? Oh, you were dude. like deeply yeah, impacted so by it. At the one year birthday of the table, you know, I had it in my mind that by the end of the year, we will have launched a second service. Like I knew Mm -hmm. the amount of people we had in the room and you want to get to a certain level of fullness. That means that it's exciting when you come in, but it's not too full to where when new people walk in, they can't find a seat. Mm -hmm. So once you kind of get to like 75% of your space, you want to start creating a launch team for a second, second service so that you can space it out and make sure you still have room for new people. Um, so I knew that we had, we were like getting close to that 75% mark and that by the end of the year, we were going to have to do that. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, you know, that's great news. We're doing great. This is right where I thought we would be. Right. Yeah. And then the week after our one year birthday quarantine happened and everything got shut down. Mm. And then, you know, you thought, well, this is just going to be a couple of weeks. And then it went on and on and on. You know. 15 days. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, we'll be back by Easter is yeah. what we thought, you know. Uh-huh. So we're just going to do Easter super big and then just kept going and going. And so when you start to see that, like, I had pretty much accepted by summer, mm. this is going to die. Like, there, there's, once you lose momentum to try and get it back, it's hard to get it back. Like, I had just really settled into, and I grieved heavily and almost you, like a fatalistic mindset and like you guys, it's just over and you guys were small already yeah and not necessarily having the resources to jump all in on on online right and virtual right uh yeah yeah kind of almost approach of like why even 
if yeah. if I can project what it's going to be, why continue now? Yes, and I agree. I grieved deeply. I mean, it, it was it was like that one time in like year ten of my marriage where we we were close to divorce, mm. and like that's how deeply I felt mm. it. I, I mean, it rocked me. Yeah. Um. But then you know when you start to come out of it, um. It, you know, you start to realize there were some things that maybe you were putting too much time and resources into, and you wanted to switch that a little bit. And so mm -hmm. in relaunching, we wanted to kind of redirect some of our attention. So now like our attendance didn't get back to where it was when we were shut down. It's not far from there, but the way that our discipleship has happened, how many people are in small groups together, that boom has exploded. Yes. Yeah. And so that is, that's where I wanted to say, this is where we need to have our resources and our time and our leadership putting their gifts. Um, and, and that like seeing that do well is it, I, I know that like God was saying, I know you want to pay attention here. Mm -hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to want you to pay attention here. So would you say in, in some sense of how you dealt with how ultimately you dealt with unfulfilled expectations in a healthy manner, was to not... Um, oh, I didn't say that I dealt with it in a healthy well, way. Well, but you got there, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, to not deal with external circumstances how you want them to be. To not take joy in, in these in expectations of how you want something to happen, but take joy in how something is. Yeah, I think I was trying too hard to steer the ship. Uh-huh. Instead and of just accepting being open, being willing to how things are. Yeah. I, I, you know, in the, in the process of building the launch, ta uh, launch team for the table, I was absolutely all about surrender. God's either going to do this or God isn't. And, and it, and it happened. Mm -hmm. And then once, once it was there, I started, I think, <laughs> trying too hard to steer it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we need to be doing this. We need to be doing that. And then that control was literally ripped from my hands. Yeah. Uh, so in going back, I was like, I'm going back to the, um, surrender is my first name. Yes. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I'll even say, um, on a personal level, when I got, when I first got married, I went into it with wanting to fulfill selfish desires. And <clears throat> a lot of growth has happened since then, but there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of friction and discomfort and um, just upsetness over how marriage was instead of how I wanted it to be. Mm. Um, and I'm, you know, honestly, I'm still working through that. Um, but but there are there are things on a deeply personal level that I feel I like what you said. I had to let go of an of an idea I had about something. Um, and to appreciate the thing for what it is that I think if, if I, if I can get there, then I can deal with unfulfilled expectations, but it's getting to that point of being able to accept, tolerate, love, cherish the thing as it is. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, that, that's a lot about my professional life, my calling, you know, uh, personally, yeah, in my younger years, I didn't have a lot of expectations for myself. I, I wasn't sure that I would go to college. I didn't think that I would really get married or have kids. Like those things weren't really, I never created any world in which I envisioned my life looking like X. Mm -hmm. um, 
I've just allowed them to kind of happen along the way and adapt. Mm -hmm. Uh, as I get older, I notice I have more expectation. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I wanted to finish my undergrad by the time I turned 40, Mm -hmm. uh, because I had kids young, so I didn't do it then. Uh, and, and I did, I, I finished it last year and now I'm, you know, kind of working on my master's. So, you know, I, I plan on getting that done, you know, so those expectations I've had to recently ask myself, like, what if those don't, what if that master's degree doesn't come to fruition? Yeah. What right. then? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's where we need to like, and what you guys were saying earlier about surrender is where is a healthy place to be. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think we would all want to encourage one another in because we're coming out of it's 2021. Right. And we all had these sort of expectations for that on January 1st, 2021, everything that happened in 2020 <laughs> was going to end. Right. And it wasn't 2021 was a continuation of the hardships that our country and the world, um, and in our own, uh, context, the church and, and family and all these other things, the difficulties we faced in 2020 continued. And so the way I combat, and that's not even the right word, the way I submit to un, unfulfilled. That was an interesting word change there. Yeah. Well, from combat to we, submit. Yeah. Because, com <laughs> well, combat in the sense that like, I'm talking about combating myself and my uh -huh. reaction. But it, what it looks like is submission and surrender. Mm, right, right. To these unfulfilled expectations is to rest in the fact that I'm not in control mm -hmm. and that I serve the God who is. And this is a great week to remind ourselves of that. So in the Christian traditions, is Holy Week. And so we're leading up to, on Friday, the crucifixion of Jesus. And the great disappointment. Yeah. And it's it, and or at least it first appeared that way. When hopes rode in on a donkey. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Shout out and all of these, all of these <laughs> unfulfilled expectations that that his people and the follow his followers would have experienced on that Friday evening and mm -hmm. all day Saturday. Can you imagine how investing two years of your life in something, right? And and it not, not being what you thought it was exactly, and not even remembering that you were supposed to have the expectation mm -hmm. that everything was going to be okay, you know? And so um, the way I deal with those unfulfilled expectations is to remind myself of, of Jesus and that even if it's a lot longer than two, than two days, you know, <laughs> bef before yeah. it gets reconciled, right? one day it will be. Mm. And, and on that day, I'll be exactly where he uh, wanted me to be because he's bringing me that he's bringing me there. Yeah. And so it helps me to not get as disappointed in the unfulfilled expectations. Um, when, because of that, because mm -hmm. I, because I consider those things. Yeah. Because either way Friday happens and then so does Sunday. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. Friday's here, but Sunday's coming. That's, yeah. that's like a traditional, um, <laughs> you know, I've, I can hear that in a Southern Baptist voice when I say it. You know, like there's been a preacher in a pulpit who said it. Uh -huh. It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. You yeah, know, so and that's a good place to end right there. And uh, that's what we want to do today. We want to hold things with an open hand and to practice surrender, willingness, and acceptance of the way things are, so that we can grow closer to others and grow closer to God. And until next time, may the Lord make His channel for His peace. <laughs>